Hello and welcome to the 157th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. You know how this works. Speaking. How can you improve your speaking? By imitating me. Listening comprehension. You're doing it right now. Phrasal verbs. Vocabulary. Spelling. Numbers. A little bit of grammar. We do it all. In Crosby's Nine. Thanks for tuning in again. If you're just tuning in to this fourth episode of my podcasts about my Route 66 road trip and you haven't listened to the first three episodes, please go back and listen to those before you continue with this one. Now, remember some general information about Route 66. It stretches 2,400 miles across the North American continent. Please repeat, it stretches 2,400 miles across the North American continent. Remember how we pronounce words that begin with an S? We simply emphasize the S first, so we don't say stretch, we say stretch. How many kilometers is 2,400 miles? 3,865 kilometers two-thirds of the North American continent. But what's so cool about Route 66, as you know, it contains tons of history, and of course it represents a component of social transformation. Now, if you listened to the first episode about Route 66, you know that the route begins in Chicago, my hometown, right there on the shore of Lake Michigan, and it continues south through the agricultural fields of Illinois, It goes down into the rolling hills of the Missouri Ozarks through Kansas, just a small part of the state of Kansas, and then across Oklahoma, and you can see how the geography changes. You can see how the forests of the east part of the continent change into the open plains of the west, and it continues through Texas and through New Mexico and Arizona, through the Mojave Desert, and finally into California, the land of milk and honey. And of course, the route ends in Santa Monica on the shores of the Pacific Ocean. So of course, the expression land of milk and honey refers to a place of opportunity. And most people who took Route 66 wanted to improve their lives. They wanted to pursue the American dream. Now remember, Route 66 began in 1926, and they are already planning the 100-year anniversary of Route 66. And there is a great book written by a man named Michael Wallace. It's called Route 66, The Mother Road. And I like what he says about Route 66, and I'm going to quote from his book. He says, People who travel on Route 66 can get a taste of this country before it became generic, before it was just full of cookie-cutter franchise businesses, before it was homogenized. And I very much identify with what he says. Again, he says, people who travel on Route 66 can get a taste of the United States before it became full of cookie-cutter franchise businesses, before it was homogenized, or standardized. Now, what is a cookie cutter? Let's look at this expression. 
If you've ever made cookies, you know what a cookie cutter is. It's the tool that you use for cutting the cookies into a particular shape before you bake them. So it's like a mold. So every time you make a cookie with a cookie cutter, every time you do it, the shape is always the same. Over and over, a cookie cutter makes the same shape of the cookie for baking. Great. That's what a cookie cutter is. Now, what does it mean figuratively? Well, it describes an approach or a style that is exactly the same everywhere you go. People don't pay attention to individual differences. It's all the same. And unfortunately, this is what has happened in the United States in terms of the landscape of the country. You have tons of franchises, tons of fast food businesses, and regardless of where you go, it looks all the same. Of course, the older businesses still exist, and that's what I loved about Route 66 because you could find things that were unique, and it wasn't all about having these cookie-cutter franchises everywhere. So anyway, if you learn one cool expression from this podcast, make it cookie cutter. So by the time Route 66 was finished in 1938, 80% of all the cars worldwide were in the United States. So the population of cars in the U.S. was over 20 million. So think about that word worldwide. Wide in this case is a suffix. Again, 80% of the cars worldwide were in the United States. So if we add the word wide as a suffix to the end of certain words, it means in all parts. It means everywhere. If we say nationwide, it means throughout the nation. If we say company-wide, it means throughout the entire company. If we say industry-wide, it means that it's throughout the entire industry. So in this case, 80% of the cars worldwide, in other words, throughout the world, were in the United States. So as soon as Route 66 was finished, the use of that road quickly increased. Why? Because it was like an escape route. Remember, there were two major factors which caused the American economy to suffer, which caused so many people to leave their homes and to look for a better life out west. And the first was, of course, the Great Depression. And the second factor was the Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl was this period of severe dust storms that greatly damaged the farmland of the Great Plains. And so many Americans, in fact, up to 500,000 people migrated to California to escape financial difficulties. So, let's continue with my story. After visiting the Grand Canyon, we stopped in Seligman, Arizona. And Seligman is the town that Radiator Springs is based on in the movie Cars. So, it was fun to stop in Seligman. We saw Doc and Mater. We didn't see Lightning McQueen. Please repeat, we didn't see Lightning McQueen. Remember the way we pronounce lightning two syllables. Don't confuse the word lightning with the word lightning. What's the difference? Well, lightning is the word that refers to that bolt of light from the sky during a storm. A lot of times you have lightning. But lightning 
is the word we use for making something lighter. The infinitive is to lighten. So, in the gerund, or in the noun, the concept of lightening, we hear three syllables. I have a friend who is always lightening her hair, meaning she is making the color of her hair clearer, lighter. So remember, lightning is the word for the bolt of light in the sky, and lightening is the word we use for making something lighter. So, back to my trip. After Seligman, Arizona, we stopped in Kingman, Arizona, and the following morning, we headed out to see the sights on our way to Las Vegas. Okay, we headed out. Please repeat. We headed out to see the sights. We headed out to see the sights. The phrasal verb there is to head out, which basically means to leave, to depart, to go. Hey, what time are we heading out? That reminds me of a really cool song called Heading Out to the Highway by Judas Priest, the English heavy metal band. From 1981, they had a song called Heading Out to the Highway from their LP called Point of Entry. How long does it take to drive from Las Vegas to Santa Monica? About four and a half hours. And so Santa Monica is the official end point of Route 66. So that's it. My summer road trip down Route 66. We drove about 2,400 miles, roughly 3,900 kilometers. That's all the time we have for this episode of Crosby's Nine. Please go back and listen to this a couple times to really consolidate your vocabulary, imitate me, and you will see how you really improve your English. Thanks again. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.